I think we all, you know, create our own limits for ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's important to remember, you know, who you are on the inside, most importantly, and, um, you know, let that kind of shine through. Um, and I think people will see you for who you are um, when you, you know, respect and love yourself first and foremost. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Hey, 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 come on in. It's that time for us to do what? 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 It's time for us to find something we can grab a hold of and get motivated and inspired. You know, get some inspiration, find some hope and encouragement. That way we know when something happens in life, whatever struggle, whatever tragedy, we can get through. You know, when we can see the light at the end of the tunnel and we know it's not a train coming, we know we've made it. And that way we can live a successful, happy, better than what we would think life. Today, our guest. All right, now. We're getting into my topics now. When I get to talk to people about sports, and uh, you know that, that's 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 we yeah we're gonna get into this one. All right, <laughs> a softball star, athlete, went to Troy University. She played and uh, started in you know first two years of her college, and then had a, a little tragic accident. And just reading up on her a while ago realize that she had her accident right down the road from where I live here outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Well, she was in Nashville. She got hurt. So let's not go any further here with me. Let's get her in here and get her side of the story and find out what's going on. So welcome mm -hmm. to the show, Tara Blackwell. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, no. Thank you for coming in with your valuable time and sharing uh, your journey and story and going to help others in the near future. Absolutely. So, all right, Tara. So you were um, this softball player. All right. I was a baseball player and uh, I got yep. my neck broke playing a pickup game of football, but um, I was a baseball player. And so you're a softball player and you were in between double hitters between Belmont and Lipscomb here in Nashville. Yep. And you yep. girls are doing what and what happened? We were doing backflips. Um, we were finishing up with practice and just kind of goofing around. And, um, you know, I looked over and they were gathered over on the side and just, you know, acting like cheerleaders. And um, I had a history with cheerleading and gymnastics, but I also just like to entertain the team. So, of course, I joined in and um, I was actually doing a type of flip where I was stepping into someone else's hands and flipping mm -hmm. backwards. And we were just sort of out of sync and I mislanded and um, instantly became paralyzed. Now you say instantly, because I can ask this question, does instantly mean instantly or was it a gradual mm -hmm. loss? It was very instant. Um, it was very instant. I knew, you know, I had never really thought about the word paralysis or what that might mean or what that mm -hmm. might feel like um, for that matter. But 
when it happened, it was like I knew. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely knew. Yeah. And hey, Nancy, thank you for coming in. And this is Tara Blackwell. Uh, we're talking about her spinal cord injury. And so, uh, all right, now, yeah, yeah, when you say instant, yeah, to, for, with me, experience of mine, yeah, it was, you knew you were paralyzed as soon as it happened. Absolutely. So, did you hear a, um, with me, I heard a loud pop in my neck when I got hit. I don't, I don't recall that. What I recall the most is when I landed, of course, you know, I, I was flipping backwards, so my head hit before anything else, and then my legs followed, but I didn't feel my legs follow. It almost felt like I was stuck in the same position I, as I was when my head hit the ground. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, the nerves. It, it was just a very strange, strange feeling. Yeah, yeah. But that's uh, what I recall. Okay. I did... Um... Uh, did, uh, did, oh, did you lose any, uh, consciousness or were you awake? No, I didn't. Time? I, I was awake and conscious. Um, I was kind of fading a little bit once the ambulance got there. Um, you know, just, I don't know if I was in shock or if I was losing consciousness, but, um, I don't really recall those last few minutes or, or being, um, put on the actual ambulance, but I remember mm -hmm. most of it leading up to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, shoot. What was it? Uh, well, we'll come back, whatever it is. So, okay. all right. Uh, so, um, so what's your, your, oh, oh shoot, I almost had it again. But what, what was your uh, first thought when you, re oh, okay, here's, here's, here's what I was going to ask. Um, how many times or did you even try to get up? Did. Um, you oh, said did. your legs felt like they were in a different position. They you didn't realize mm -hmm. they flipped or whatever. Uh, did you try to get up, or or you just go some just ain't right here? Um, I remember, you know, my my athletic trainer. Um, whenever I hit the ground and realized something was really wrong, they immediately responded. Um, and I feel like I did try to, you know, lift my head because um, I was, of course, laying face down. Um, so I remember trying to lift my head and my hands, you know, my fingers were still moving a little bit at the time. Um, you know, so it was just, it, it was just sort of a reaction to when I sit up. Yeah. Yeah. I did the old, they say three is a charm. I tried three times to get up and finally the third one, I said, this ain't happening. <laughs> you know, uh, my, I was actually, when I fell, I was leaning on my back. Exactly. And so, so then I lift my head up. And nothing followed. Oh, yeah. Shoulders didn't follow. Like you said, arms, legs, nothing followed. And But, yeah, I did the whole thing. Three's a charm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Three wasn't no charm that day. So. Yep. Um, That's right. Yeah, so what's the, uh, what was the uh, initiative first thought going through your head uh, with this? You, you um, I know that I, right. I remember apologizing. Yeah. I remember apologizing to my coach, of course, because I knew that I was acting irresponsibly by doing bat flips at softball practice. Um, mm -hmm. And I remember saying, um, somebody else is going to have to play second tomorrow, <laughs> you know, cause you just, you, you don't know, you don't know what the um, future looks like. And all I was concerned about was, you know, how my team was going to pull through the next day. And um, so I think that was my very first thought. Yeah. Uh, so, so now what was, um, what was your, thinking when they heard when you when you heard they 
confirmed that you were paralyzed. And so what um, was your, did you think that paralyzed mean paralyzed forever? Paralyzed means, hey, next week things will get better? Or It's really hard to say. I don't remember um, looking too far into the future. I remember being very focused on what was going to happen, you know, today um, and in the present time. Um, I, I do re recall whenever I was in the hospital, especially at Shepherd, um, you know, a lot of people would come in to visit or mentor or, um, you know, just peer support, offer peer support um, who were in wheelchairs. And I remember thinking, well, you know, why are they coming to see me? That's not going to be my life, you know. And, mm -hmm. and I remember being a little bit taken back by that. Um, and of course, I, you know, I had a lot of hopes and dreams about getting better, but I really didn't know what that future would look like. Yes, and like for me, Insta, I'm, I think a lot of athletes have that invincibility. I know, oh, uh, I, I know, I, I may get hurt, but I'll get up and play the, you know, the best I can, soon as I can. And so I, I would think that uh, you would use that invincibility towards getting better the best you can. Of course. Hey, now, when you talk about these mentors coming in as shepherds, I read a story up and I'm trying to get this guy on my show. He won't answer my emails. I'm going to have to do something about this. But uh, the wrestler Lex Luger, did he ever okay. uh, pop in to see you? Because I, I know really he recall. was at Shepherds. And yeah, I know he was going back and forth and mentoring, visiting for a while. Okay. I don't really recall. I don't, I, you know, it's been 16 years now. Well, going on 17 years. Yeah. Um, and it's not really hard to exactly, the, Yeah, I don't remember exactly what year he got hurt. You may not have even been there when he got. He may yeah. have been later. I don't know. So, Sam, hey, thank you for here. Which, uh, this is uh, what is uh, what is she doing now? Oh, about helping others. Hey, Sam, we're going to get to that here in a minute. There, good question. And so, um, all right. So now then, so now you you said you're about a week and a half in Nashville and at uh, Vanderbilt. And you went down to Shepherds. How long were you in the Shepherds? Um, so I was at Vanderbilt for about a week and a half. And then I was flown over to Shepherd Center um, where I did occupational and physical therapy for two months inpatient and then one month outpatient. Okay. Bird Baggett, thank you for coming in. He's already researched you, Tara. He says he's uh, read up on your the seven project. And says, what an inspiration. So he's already researched you. So, awesome. all right. So, so, so now, uh, how long, Shepherds, do you get out and you decide to go back to school? Yep. So I came home in July of 2005. And by December, I had moved back to Troy and lived with actually the athletic trainer that essentially saved my life um, offered me a room in her home. Um, mm -hmm. So we actually, you know, found a caregiving agency near Troy and I moved in with my athletic That saves a little bit on the tuition, huh? Not, not living on campus. Here while I, I went to school and traveled with the softball team. And then I continued. 
You cut you cut out just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I lost you for a second there. So you're back. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, no, something's okay. And so, yeah, yeah, we got we, you were going in and out. So we got the part there where you moved in with your trainer and uh, yep. starting back at Troy uh, University. And yep. so, yeah, I made a comment about, hey, that would save some tuition fee, you know, not living on campus. And so. Uh, That's right. So, all right. Uh, and, and all right. Yeah. And you said something about getting a um, caregiving uh, agency down in that area to help take care mm-hmm. of you. Okay. Now, how long? Yep. So, did the, this is a big question right here now, and it's not uh, not going against Troy University or anything, but um, oh, Indiana coach who? Hey, Bird, who was the Indiana coach? Sam, Indiana, Bobby Knight, Bobby Knight. He had a ball basketball player that was in a car accident and he was paralyzed, and even though he could not play basketball any longer for the Indiana I- anymore, he continued giving the scholarship. So this guy would graduate yes. for him to continue on, yep. even though it was taking a spot off the team. I mean, there's a lot to say about Bobby Knight, but oh, I've, got to, I've got to say I respect him that he Troy, continued giving I, that. I will tell you, yeah. Troy took care of me until I graduated. Good deal. Good deal. Glad That's awesome here that they stepped yeah. up uh, uh, to do that. Oh, so. They were incredible, yeah. So did you go to a lot of the softball games and become the uh, I did uno- the unofficial cheerleader? I sure did. I got to travel with them and I followed them all around. Um, I got to watch them play. Uh, we went on and won um, our conference championship that year. Um, oh, congratulations! So really, yeah, yeah. So um, now, what's now? How, how long were you after your injury? Another? Did you graduate? considering be on time oh no no i am um, you know at first of course my primary focus was um physical living. therapy yeah, living, living figuring out how yeah. to live and you know navigate mm-hmm. as a quadriplegic and um so i decided to actually after i finished those classes that i was taking whenever i got hurt i went back home and began um online classes so that i could kind of do it on my time Um, which actually worked out really well because I was able to, you know, learn how to work a computer and um, do all of that. But I didn't have to actually take somebody with me to school. I was able to do it, you know, independently, which I really, um, you know, appreciated. So I kind of took my time. I didn't graduate for probably 11 years later. I would think that, uh, and I'm just guessing, would, that would be fairly new that they would offer you to take online classes. I don't know mm-hmm. how ready that was back in 2005. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it was it was a it was a challenge, but it was very rewarding. Of course, again, I could do yeah. it independently, but it was, you know, definitely a lot of discipline in that. So. Yes. So well, a lot of discipline for you for, again, with everything you have on top of you trying to live again, trying to learn to your new body, the way what's yep. acting, the way it's not. I mean, people don't understand. It's not that you're paralyzing your legs, your waist, limited paralyzes and your fingers, arms and everything. But it's other things. Your bio program, um, urine, you know, uh, catheter. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Catheter yeah. pain program. I can think of. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. bio, bio and bladder you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then realizing, you know, the, the muscle spasms, how they're going to treat you, um, yep. you know, and then you get that, um, 
oh, hyperdysreflexia is what we used to call it. I think it's something else mm -hmm. now. People got a new name for it. But, you know, it's where your body temperature doesn't regulate correctly. And then you yep. get all these spasms because your body's trying to tell you you need to uh, settle down Something's and sleep wrong. and do yeah. something. Yeah. So. So, yep. So that's a lot. That's a lot to have to go, th go through as well as taking your classes. So. Yep. All right. Thanks. After my injury, it only took me eight years to get my two-year associate's degree. That's all hey, it took that's, me. That's about the same track I was on. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But you so, did it. Uh, that, that's right. We we uh, we did it and then got through it. All right. Now, so let's move on. Let's move on. Have we, have anything else you want to bring up at this point here? You're the uh, you're the team motivator. All right. Well, I mean, I'm I'm here for all of you. So anything you got for me, I'm good. So did they uh, make it an award after you? The uh, Tara Blackboard Motivation Award or something like that? They did. They did. And um, they ended up retiring my jersey. Um, uh -huh. So that was really cool. I get to hang that, you know, in my gym. Um, but uh, yeah, they, like I said, Troy was, you know, they were, they were there for me all the time. They would, you know, anytime they traveled anywhere near the hospital, they would bring the whole team up to my hospital room and they were there to cheer me on in therapy. And we were, you know, we did phone calls all the time. And, um, and then, like I said, I got to go, you know, back and be with them soon after my accident, which was extremely rewarding. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Now, so graduation, would you, uh, would you major in? Criminal justice and sociology. There you go. And so mm -hmm. that's a good combination with what you're doing now, right? Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. Um, how long did it take you to come up with your project uh, seven project? So my injury was 2005, and in 2013, I went to go visit a facility down in Orlando um, called, well, at the time, it was Project Walk. Um, and uh, after I've being heard, I've there, heard of that, yes. Yeah, it's, still going, um, it's still going on, isn't it? It is, but they um, changed over. Now they, um, the, the um, founders are actually, they've changed over to the nonprofit called Next Step. So it's okay. Next Step Orlando. Yeah. All right. Okay. But after being there and seeing a sort of different approach to therapy, you know, they, they are a recovery center. They are spinal cord specific um, or, you know, neurology. Um, it's, it, it was just a different sort of vibe per se. It was a different sort of approach and it felt much more like home for me. You know, I was, I was able to get on, you know, weight benches and, you know, you know, do things like I would do before. And um, it, it was just rewarding in a different way, but also, um, you know, allowing me to increase my strength and mobility and health. Um, so, you know, I remember going to bed one night, laying there thinking, you know, how, how could I make this happen in my community? Mm -hmm. um, Sam, you know, this is so your question. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I started kind of just brainstorming. It was like, what would I do if I wanted to do something similar? What would my approach be? What would my gym look like? You know, and, and one thing that I wanted was to make it very um, generalized to people with all sorts of physical disabilities. Um, I, you know, I wanted it to be inclusive to anyone going through any sort of challenge in their life, whether they 
you know, were born with their disability or if they had a traumatic injury, you know, such as what we've had. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, just all these brainstorming ideas. And then I had, you know, a couple of friends come visit during that trip and we were sitting down having a glass of wine one night and, you know, they're like, what would you call it? And, and the seven project came up. And so what I did is I took a, you know, a list of, I think it was probably like a hundred different values, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and sort of like, uh, narrowed, you know, checked one off one by one and, and narrowed it down to seven because seven was my collegiate softball number. Um, and came up with, you know, what I felt like was a formula of values that would help someone create a healthy lifestyle and a better quality of life for themselves. So that's where the seven project came from. And then, um, you know, it, it was sort of a dream at that time. There was no plan. There was no, um, funding per se. It was sort of just a, oh, this would be really cool if I could do Mm -hmm. this. And then a few years later, my dad passed away and I received an inheritance. And it was kind of that kickstart that, you know, it was like, what am I going to do with this? First of all, I've never had this much money before. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and it was like, okay, how can I, you know, pay this forward and, and, you know, live my dream of helping other people? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that was where the, you know, you know, beginning of the seven project was. Um, and then of course, since then we've, you know, relied on our community. Good deal. Uh, um, yeah, a lot of, uh, I wouldn't, I don't have, pers- don't have a statistic or anything, but a, a lot of things start off as a dream and Absolutely. just, uh, does this dream per se into something realistic? Uh, right from there yeah so um now what's um put you on the spot uh, i hope you know this top of your head what's the seven that you picked out of the 100 uh values or whatnot commitment determination faith fortitude support vitality and wellness man I was hoping, hoping seven. You didn't think I had that, did you? Well, I thought you go. I was hoping you'd have perseverance since we're talking. I know, about. I know. Oh man! All right, but I was hoping kind of that all, was going to fall all in inclusive, there. Right? I hear you. So that uh, was oh, so no. So that's good. So you just pulled seven out of because of your number and the, the old lucky seven and the Bible. Yep. Supposedly seven is the Bible's number and everything with uh, all the sevens and all right. So yep. that's how you come up with that. So. Can we can we do a seven plus one? That way, I put perseverance in there. <laughs> that, <laughs> so, that's just a given. Uh, there you go. All right, there we go. All right, so all right, so you get this uh, gym going, get it started, and everything like that, and you're how, how do you get it advertised out to people to let them know that they're welcome here? How do I mean? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people. One, there's never been a gym here in your city like this. Right. Okay. And then, so they're used to being at home doing any little workout they can do on their own. So how did you get your uh, marketing, get it out to the people? And then how long did it take for one to come in to a thousand people there one time? So, you know, I think that I was very fortunate in that in my local community, my story was well known and I have, um, you know, a decent group of friends, um, number of friends on Facebook um, and other social medias. And I think that that present, presence alone, you know, allowed people to really 
you know, understand my story and see, you know, what exercise and, um, you know, was doing for my life. And I think that, you know, they realized that I had a quality of life because of the work that I was putting into that. And I think that, you know, a lot of people have followed my journey along the way. So when it was kind of time to get, you know, this going, I started putting little things out there and just saying like, this is my idea. This is what, um, you know, I would like to do in our community. And I, and, you know, I have a lot of people, you know, when, when someone's injured in my community, a lot of people will reach out to me and say, Hey, you know, you need to touch base with these people. They, they could really use your support. And, you know, so fortunately I've been able to um, be a part of a really tight knit disabled community here in Pensacola and, you know, even outside of Pensacola. So um, I think that that was probably the biggest benefit when getting this started as people were already kind of following that. Yep. Uh, and Nancy, you are correct. She, Nancy lives uh, down the road from me here and we're outside of Nashville and Gallatin. And she said there ought to need to be a gym like that here for the disabled people here in Gallatin. You're right That's about right. that, Nancy. I would, I'd You're have right. one everywhere. Maybe I will one day. Now, uh, we don't have a... Um, uh, a gym per se at the moment, you know, uh, I have thought about something like that for years. I don't know. I wouldn't call it a dream because I hadn't really focused on doing, but I have thought about something like that. But we just a year ago, almost a year ago, opened up our uh, first or say first, the uh, Miracle Park. And for yep. 30 years, I would 30 years ago, I went to our parks director. Something's got to be done for people that can play baseball you know, for these kids that are in wheelchairs and whatnot. And it only took yep. 30 years of me whining and crying and bitching to him. And um, he finally had an epiphany and got it going. And we, at this point, have the largest miracle field in all of Tennessee, uh, where That's we live amazing. in Gallatin. It's got a, a pedal park for them to play. It also has the playground itself and the field. So uh, our parts awesome. director and, and mayor and our city council, all of them, they did a did a good job. So I'm proud of. So them. we have a we have a Miracle League park here as well, and we've actually talked about doing some sort of community event where we can kind of bring awareness to, you know, our local organizations that serve those living with disabilities, um, but make it a little bit more inclusive than it already is. So. Um, I think that that's going to be a really big thing for us in the future once we can get that going. Yeah, when you that, see, that's why I first heard about Miracle Park and Miracle Field. It was in Orlando. I was there yeah. in 2012, maybe, I think. And I was there at, in Orlando getting my first service dog, uh, Ricardo. Okay. He's still in the back. He's sleeping on the couch. He's owns it right now. And but uh, that's so getting Ricardo and, and it was called a uh, canine companions for independence in Orlando cool. is where I got him. And so when you mentioned Orlando a minute ago, yeah. And that's where I first heard about Miracle Field. And I got all the pamphlets and whatever I can get and brought it back to Gallatin. And then, yeah, everything fell in part after that. So, but we just awesome. finally, just a year ago, finally got that opened up. So, um, cool. All right. All right, Tara. Now, what? Uh, so you just so so. How many people do you think uh, on an average comes in to use? Are you open up five days a week, six days a week? Um, so, so we're almost strictly on a personal training basis. 
-hmm. We find that most of our clients are looking for that one-on-one work and, you know, one-on-one experience. And we have a lot of clients with special needs. So our trainers, you know, are trained to assist them in whatever those needs might be for their workouts. So Mm -hmm. I would say probably on average, about 30 personal training clients at a time. A day, uh, 30 a day, basically, or 30 a week? Well, I would say probably a week. I mean, they're on, you know, different kind of packages. Yeah, everybody's on different packages. schedules, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. but okay. I say about, you know, at a given time. Yeah. And is this uh, insurance pays for any of this for them to come or it comes out of the, the client's? Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, no. It comes out of the clients, but we do have multiple scholarship options. Um, We, as an organization, give out a $2,500 scholarship each year. And we have a partnership with the Rehab Foundation of Northwest Florida. And they give four-month packages to four different clients every four months. So up to 16 people get a scholarship where they are, they have four months covered. So that's huge. That is, yeah, that is very huge. So it's awesome that uh, they're yeah. involved with you. So, all right. Now, yeah, didn't definitely. something happen? I was trying to read and I couldn't find, it took me a while to find the date, but didn't, uh, didn't something happen in 2018? Uh, you mean the, the, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean with you, with you, turning in your dirty softball uniform to a beautiful, I don't know, a color dress or everything. I didn't see the picture of that. But, yes, the beauty pageant. You were Miss Wheelchair (laughs) of uh, Florida first, I guess, and then you got to compete for Miss Wheelchair USA. And did you win? I did not win. I actually got third runner-up. All right. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So – yeah, they contacted me and they said, hey, you know, I think you have a really powerful platform. And, you know, it was kind of like one of those things. I'm like, is this a joke? You know, yeah, um, yeah. I couldn't imagine doing a pageant. But then it was like, you know, if it's if it's something that, um, you know, I can share my message with others, you know, and, and maybe help create this gym, you know, that I'm I'm hoping to create. It all kind of fell, you know, into place at the same time as my dad passing away. So. It was like, yeah. what better time than now to start, you know, spreading the message. So there you go. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I took a chance, went on to Ohio, um, served as a Miss Wheelchair Florida USA and um, competed with 12 other amazing women who I'm still friends with to this day. And, and you know, everybody had a really special um, platform and special message. So it was it was awesome. It was very rewarding, even though it was very different for me. <laughs> getting talking about uh, getting out of your comfort zone, right? Exactly. You should have instead of going into a dress and everything, you should have gone in with dirty pants and softball or something. I should have to Maybe be won. to be you and different. You know, that's a great point. I should have thought about that a long time ago. No, oh, I wish I'd have met you twenty years. Well, not twenty years, just four years ago, and then uh, <laughs> could have gave you that idea. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, well, congratulations, third place on that. Uh, Thank third you. out of twelve. Four. Well, it was fourth because I was third runner up. So, yeah, fourth out of twelve. Yep. Okay, so fourth out of twelve. Okay. So, yep. I would still in 
of course, you're you're number one in Florida. We're number That's one. That's right. And so you still had the number one. So That's all right. right, awesome. So so um, doing the now. Um, let's get into the next topic here. Well, I don't know how much time we got. A few more minutes. All Big right. topic here for spinal cord injuries. I know there's people out there that don't believe this or have a hard time believing or don't want to believe it. All right. Dating scene. Who's the special man in your life? And sorry, it's not your dad any longer. Okay. I'm sorry for that. But who's the special man? Or do you have a special man? Um, I have a had have one, a very... broke up one, anything. What's uh, going what's going on in the dating life or relationship life? I have a, a very special partner at home who um definitely sees you know, well past my wheelchair and takes fantastic care of me um, and our home. And um, so, you know, the whole dating thing, the whole relationship thing, I think can be, um, I think we all, you know, create our own limits for ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to remember you know, who you are on the inside, most importantly, and, um, you know, let that kind of shine through. Um, and I think people will see you for who you are um, when you, you know, respect and love yourself first and foremost. Got special one. And there again, you, you need to feel real blessed that you got someone with you uh, special this way in a relationship with this way. Because, you know, as well as there's a lot of people with disabilities that don't get that opportunity. And so, Absolutely. you know, I think so that it's you, important you need to, to really feel blessed in that area. Absolutely. I so. sure do. I, I do. It's a, you know, it's a wonderful um, feeling to have that, you know, person in your life and that companionship. But I think it's important for everybody. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it, you know, takes a lot for a lot of people to get out there and meet people or, you know, interact or, you know, not kind of, um, like I said, limit yourself. There's, you know, there's uh-huh. no reason why someone isn't meant to love you, you know, regardless. Yeah. So, uh, Sam, to come back with another question. Was there any movement in your arms or hands? Um, I have movement in my arms, but not in my hands. So, uh, Sam, he's an old baseball coach of me. He coached me back when I was 13 to 15. And yeah, she's Sam, awesome. she's about like me. So yep. Sam, yep. she's about like me. You got the arm, got the deltoids working, biceps working, uh, very little to none on triceps and the wrist and fingers. That's exactly so, right. And now what injury would you be considered? I read where you had fractures in the vertebrae one, five, and six. Yes, so yes. So I'm actually considered C five. C five. And I'm a Yeah, the C the first five, vertebrae actually Yeah, the first vertebrae actually um it was a blowout fracture and mm-hmm. it broke away from my spinal cord, which essentially oh, wow. saved my life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um incomplete complete injury? Um incomplete. Incomplete. All right. For the ones that don't yep. know, uh, if you're considered complete injury, that means the spinal cord has been cut and no attachment, no nerves attached and no hope for anything. 
uh, of return. Right. If you're an incomplete, then there are nerves still attached, whether all of them are, half of them. And so there's possibility stuff could happen. All right. Exactly. Tara, I think, if, think we've done about all we can here. I just wanted to see, is all there right. anything else um, um, from the uh, Seven Project and anything else to uh, discuss? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Is this the time where I can leave you with a, a, this a is message? A, well, this is the time we. This time we're going to let you push your website. Uh, I'm sure you take donations. Uh, maybe some Absolutely. people want to donate to your your uh, organization to your Seven Project. Uh, uh, maybe uh, help other Absolutely. people. So here's your time for your website and any social media. And we froze up <laughs> to the important part here. We froze up. We'll give her time to pop back on. So, but uh, Tara's been a, a good one. Tara, I don't know if you can hear me or not. You might have to refresh your your browser, possibly. So, but this has been a good story. Listen to her talk about her injuries. Here, real, I didn't realize until uh, right before I got on, reading some stuff from, uh, she got hurt actually here in Nashville. Spent a week and a half at Vanderbilt and went down to Shepherds in Atlanta. Sam knows about Atlanta and Shepherds. So, all right. So now they popped off. So hopefully she's going to pop back on here that uh, we lost connection. So hopefully she'll come back on since we're here. But hearing about her talking about her seven project and helping other people with disabilities be able to work out and stay fit as much as possible. And okay. She's just typing in the link in. For me to uh, use. All right, so I guess we're going to end it here. And so I see uh, four people, five people, six people's on. And so I appreciate everybody coming in. Be sure to share us out with someone you know that can use some hope. They don't have to be spinal cord injuries. Tara, I'll get back with you and thank you again for being here. And we'll get the links on everything. I'll finish this up. Sam, Nancy, Bird, thank you again. Everyone else, do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis thanks for listening to the professor of perseverance podcast for motivation inspiration and encouragement for more information go to facebook at professor of perseverance visit the website at professor of and view the youtube channel dr james purdue professor of perseverance